The 2024 budget discussions are currently underway, and there's often little agreement other than the fact that they are confusing. Most of us debate the merits of a 1.75% or 2.5% property tax increase, but has anyone stopped to explain how property taxes actually work and what it all means? Plain and simple, property taxes are the main source of municipal revenues, and surprising to some, the amount is 67% of the annual budget. Our guest today is Steve Facey, Manager of Finance, who is going to talk to us about the budget process. This conversation is part of the City of Sault Ste. Marie's podcast, where we will be bringing in city representatives to discuss exciting initiatives the city is offering and get to know some of the city staff that are working hard to make our community a wonderful place to live, work, and play. I'm Madison Zupa, Deputy City Clerk, and this is Where You Belong. So welcome, Steve, to Where You Belong, and thank you so much for being part of the city's podcast to talk about all things budget. Thank you very much, Madison. So in true Where You Belong podcast fashion, we usually start with a few questions to let our listeners get to know you. My first question for you is, can you tell me about your role and why you love doing what you do? Absolutely. So as you stated, I'm the manager of finance for the city of Sault Ste. Marie. Recently moved back to the Sioux in July of 2022. Before that, I was the manager of financial planning and budgeting for the city of Sudbury and was looking for an opportunity to move home. So this role allows me to uh, provide value to the community while also learning the, learning the inner workings from a finance perspective and, uh, and provide something to society. Next, it's customary in our podcast to ask three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I am. Okay. First is, what are you reading? What am I reading? Uh, right now, I'm reading self-help books, mostly revolving around ADHD, mental, uh, mental well-being, uh, stronger communication skills, listening skills, and that sort of thing. Ah, great. That's always insightful. What are you listening to? Right now, I'm listening to a lot of old music that I listened to in high school and university. But my most recent obsessions are Noah Kahn and Zach Bryan. They're on repeat right now. I'm really into the whole folk music kind of thing. No, that's great. It's always uh, fun to listen to some of the old stuff and get into the groove in my car and I'm just rocking out. What are you watching? What am I watching? So right now I'm watching House as much as I can. We have an eight-year-old daughter who gets scared by some of the episodes. She's interested. She's, she's into it, for sure. House was my mom's favorite show, so I've watched a lot of House growing up, so no, it's a great show. So into the interview questions, the first one I have for you is, what is a city budget? So the city's budget is a plan on a go-forward basis of what the city intends to spend on the services that it provides to residents, business owners, and that sort of thing. It, is, it encompasses all revenues and expenditures from salaries and benefits, insurance costs, or utility costs, to contractual obligations, grants to other parties, and their levy and local boards. That's the entirety of the budget, which includes both an operating and capital side. What's the difference between an operating and capital budget? So the operating budget includes day-to-day expenditures, including salaries and benefits, insurance, material costs, repairs and maintenance for ongoing matters, which includes staffing, as well as operating revenues, user fees, government grants, that sort of thing. Capital expenditures are more one-time and larger in nature, includes uh, rehabilitation of roads, vehicles, fleet, infrastructure investments in our facilities, wastewater expenditures, and that sort of thing. 
So operating, it sounds like, are more short-term, recurring costs, things that don't have you know lasting value, and capital is more big asset, equipment, long-term items that we need to plan for. Absolutely. Uh, operating expenditures are ongoing in nature, which are expected to re- recur every year, whereas capital expenditures will come every once in a while because the road isn't reconstructed every year. So there's lots of things to think about when we're planning for the budget. Uh, it sounds like there's a number of different things that we have to factor in. I hear this term, a balanced budget. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that means? So the Municipal Act legislates municipalities to prepare a balanced budget, which means that the expenditures required to operate both the operating and capital budgets are offset by the revenues associated, whether that be user fees, government grants, or the property tax levy. Uh, so the total expenditures for the operating side equal the total revenues, and same with the same with the capital side. Every capital expenditure has the offsetting revenue source, whether it be reserves, property tax dollars, or government grants. So when we're planning from year to year, how do we cover ourselves? Like, how do we make sure that we're going to have a balanced budget? So we ensure that all the expenditures are accounted for within the budget. All of our staffing costs, all of our material costs to deliver those services. That includes input from all of our department heads and a number of different managers within the organization. And then we look at certain assumptions for user fees, government grants, that sort of thing. So the main thing is to look at expenses first, ensure that we have that covered. That's great information to have to know that that's something that we have to do. You mentioned Reserves. What's a reserve? So a reserve is funds set aside for a specific purpose. So for example, the city has a tax rate stabilization reserve. Now, that is funded by a portion of a surplus every year, if we do have one, set aside for specific initiatives to be approved by council. Those are typically one-time in nature because reserves are a one-time funding source. So those can be tapped into in times of need. Uh, Another example of a reserve that we have is our winter control reserve. So as I stated before, the budget is the planned expenditures for a year. As we live in Northern Ontario, weather doesn't necessarily go according to plan. Expenditures might go over and above what we initially think. So the winter control reserve would be there to stabilize or to fund any over expenditures in winter control. No, that's great. It's nice to know, too, where all the different money is coming from and what the uses are for and what needs to be approved by council and what's part of the you know annual operating budget and what the long-term asset management plans we need to have. And there's so many different pieces that come into planning that budget. And we have so many other policies and, and plans out there that kind of influence that from year to year. So it's, uh, it's really important to understand all of those things. One thing, the big question, what goes into calculating the tax levy? So the tax levy is the total amount of expenditures to to run and maintain the city, whether that be garbage collection, winter control, roads maintenance, operating the facilities, operating the arenas, pools, any other leisure facilities, offset by the user fees that they collect, and any grants that are uh, that are associated goes into calculating the property tax levy. So for example, if it costs the city two hundred million dollars to operate all of its all of its services, and we recoup a quarter of that from user fees, the property tax levy would be about $150 million with $50 million in user fees. So that magic number that goes out when we drop the preliminary budget, we have that discussion at council, there's that magic number that, that comes out. Is there anything else that influences that? 
There is. So I'm talking predominantly municipal services. Included within the city's budget are levy and local boards, which are governed by separate bodies. They have their own boards of directors and they have their own budgetary methodologies and budgetary processes. Or they have their board approve a budget, which gets included in in calculating the property tax levy. So for example, for 2024, I think what was tabled to council was just over 7% property tax levy increase. But approximately 5% of that 7% increase is due to pressures from our local and levy boards, which include police services, Algoma Public Health, Conservation Authority, DSAB, that sort of thing. Uh, the remaining, I think it's about 2.2% is the impact from municipal services. And we talk a lot about user fees. Can you tell us what a user fee is and where those occur? User fees are a direct cost recovery from the users of those service. I'll give you an example. So when you go to the John Rhodes pool or when you go to the John Rhodes arena, there are user fees associated to use the use ice time or use the pool. So user fees are used to offset the property tax levy so that the entire burden of those expenditures are not spread across all property tax owners and residents, but rather uh, there's their portion recovered by the direct users of those. I think facilities are about a 70% cost recovery. The remainder is funded from the property tax levy, which which is funded by all other residents and property owners. No, it's really great to understand what user fees are. And there's a user fee bylaw that goes to council every year, and it really lays out all the different user fees over all the different departments and divisions. So there are user fees even in the clerk's office, you know, for marriage licenses or other licensing uh, services that we provide. So if anyone wants to check that out, you know, they can go to the website and check out all the different user fees that might uh, be applicable and the changes from year over year. Absolutely. There's going to be a report coming back to council in December, kind of outlining a little bit more about the user fee process and that kind of goes to show what services that we collect user fees for there's methodology behind direct uh, full cost recovery for user fees meaning that user fees would co- uh, recover 100% of the expenditures or go towards 100% of the expenditures and uh, they're just they're, they're used to partially offset the the cost of uh, delivering those services oh thanks for that information There's other money that the city receives. So there's property taxes, there's user fees, and then there's these grants and subsidies. Can you tell us about some of the grants and subsidies that the city might get? So we have two. So from the operating perspective, we receive one very large operating grant, which is the Ontario Municipal Partnership Fund. It's a significant grant that goes to offset operating expenditures. Uh, From the capital side, a very large portion of our capital budget is funded from Senior, senior levels of government, whether that be federal funds in the form of the Canada Community Building Fund, which is the old federal gas tax funding, or provincial dollars from the Ontario Community Infrastructure Fund, or OSEF. So those large pots of money uh, allow for the city to invest in its roads, wastewater, facilities, uh, and other infrastructure where we wouldn't have the reserves to fund those or the property tax dollars to fund those uh, on a regular basis. And there's sometimes where we have special projects where we might, you know, apply to the provincial or federal government funding to try to offset some of those costs and bring our costs down as well. So, you know, I think I hear at OHFC and FCM and these types of groups that we can apply to as a municipality to try to bring those costs down as well. So we're actively trying to do that. We consistently try to capitalize on as much grant funding as possible because we want to alleviate the burden on property owners as much as we can, whether that be from an operating perspective or capital perspective. That's one of our goals as city staff. 
So how does the city determine the amount of property taxes people pay? So step one is the budgeting process that we're going through. So when we go to council, the, the, the goal of the budget process from a financial perspective and a staff perspective is to determine the property tax levy. So that is the net amount required to collect from residents and business owners to fund city services. So what we do with that property tax levy is spread that amongst all residents and property tax owners. How we do that is we use assessment num- assessment figures provided by MPAC as well as ratios uh, approved by council which dictate for every dollar of assessment this is the amount of weighted assessment. So for example if you're in the industrial class you may be paying $8 for every $1 if you were in the residential class, depending on that type of property. Using those sets of information, we can calculate pro- uh, property tax rates for the various classes of properties that we have within the municipality and use those rates for each individual property and business that we have in, in Sault Ste. Marie and divvy up that property tax levy amongst all of those properties. At the end of the day, it should be it should be balanced. The tax rate used to collect the property tax levy from all those residents will be balanced at the end of the day. There's a lot of factors there, right? Their assessment and then also the different classes of, of properties, you know, commercial, industrial, residential, there's all of these things to take into consideration. And it it sounds like a very extensive exercise that our finance staff are going through to, you know, try to prepare the budget and pre- present that preliminary budget to council. And then council, you know, goes through it and looks through all of the budget documents and has a, you know, we're coming up on December 11th to have a, a big discussion about that budget document. So it, it takes a lot of work and we really appreciate the finance staff for putting all the effort in and bringing that preliminary budget uh, to council to have that discussion. And I know that the finance uh, uh, team does work with all the rest of the organizations organization to get input and, and get those estimates and and work with us. And it's a, r- a really good collaborative exercise. So thank you very much for all the work that you guys do there. The one question that comes up sometimes is about the education tax rate. So how does that play into things? What's been discussed so far in the conversation is mainly municipal services, including local and levy boards, which is the municipal portion of property taxes. On everyone's tax bill, they'll see a, a municipal portion as well as an education portion of taxes. Uh, the municipal portion is governed by city council and administered by staff. The provincial portion of property taxes is a rate set out by the province. The municipality is a collection agency for the province. So what we do is we collect the education portion of property taxes from residents and business owners and then provide it to the school boards accordingly. In the clerk's office, we work in elections, and we often get asked that question, you know, what uh, school board support do I have? So we often uh, direct people to MPAC to find that information out and, and certainly can reach out to the tax office if they have questions. My last question for you today, Steve, is working in finance, what challenges do you come across? So there are quite a few challenges working in finance at the City of Sault Ste. Marie. I listed off a number of services that are provided by the city, whether it be winter control, roads maintenance, public works, engineering, community development, which includes arenas, pools, transit, cemeteries. There are a lot of intricacies to all of these lines of business. One of the challenges, but one of the biggest joys that I have is to fully understand the inner workings and the the financing of these individual services. On a personal perspective, one of the biggest challenges that I have in my role is balancing being the manager of finance from the city of Sault Ste. Marie, but while also being a taxpayer. 
I personally don't like to see a significant increase in taxes. I know I don't want my I wouldn't like my taxes to go up significantly, but knowing the inner workings, knowing what goes into the budget, what's required, the age of our infrastructure, the pressures that we have, so I have a better perspective or better understanding of the budgetary process and and fully respect why property taxes would increase and and would uh, would be a big advocate of sharing that information as much as I can. No, absolutely. And as a taxpayer myself, that's always something I think people that work for the city struggle with, that we we pay taxes as well and we want to keep our taxes as low as possible, but we also understand that there are competing interests. There's lots of priorities. There's lots of things that we want to see uh, improved in our community and invest in and to make our community a great place to be. So we need to dedicate those funds and resources to do that. And, you know, you have things like inflation or you have things like, you know, contractual obligations and those types of things that we just can't always control. So it's really important to to think about all those different factors and how they play into that that magic number at the end of the day. So is there anything else you'd like to add? I'd like for people to get involved, to reach out to their individual councillors, to participate. We have a town hall coming up on November 30th. I'll be there. I'll be there with my boss, Shelly Shell, the CFO. We have uh, we have a lot of knowledge that we can share, and we have a lot of input that we can receive from the public. So we'd like uh, I'd like to personally see a lot more people involved in the budget process. It isn't the most flashy, and it is a little bit complicated for a lot of people to understand. But it it does involve a lot of people. It inf- it involves your property taxes. It impacts your property taxes. So get out there and be heard. No, that's great. And like you said, we are having that uh, budget town hall. May- the mayor and council will be there with a number of city staff. I'll be there too as well, uh, representing the clerk's office. And that's at November 30th at the Bay Street Active Living Center from 6 to 8 p.m. And we also have a number of other ways that you can get involved. You can complete an online budget feedback survey at www.sustmarie.ca slash budget 2024. Paper copies are available at the Bay Street Active Living Centre, the Northern Community Centre Accessibility Office, at the John Rhodes Community Centre, the North Branch Library, and the James L. McIntyre Centennial Library. Copies can also be obtained from here at City Hall. You can also engage on social media platforms and provide your feedback on Facebook and YouTube, and you can use the handles at CitySSM or hashtag SueBudget. You can email your comments to budgetinput at cityssm.on.ca. Thank you very much, Steve, for joining us today. It's been a great to have you. Thank you very much, Madison. I'd love to do it again sometime. We'll have you back for sure. Where You Belong is produced by the City Clerk's Office. Make sure you check back for our next episode. If you're looking for more information, head to our website at suesaintmarie.ca slash podcast. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a topic for future episodes, email podcast at cityssm.on.ca. Until next time.